Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I was reading the chat right before we started. Hand a lot. Said nothing's going to happen to Biden. Nothing. I guess you read the, uh, the, uh, the title to the show today about the Biden secret they're trying to hire, uh, trying to hide. And hand a lot in the chat and to everyone else out there saying that. I appreciate your thoughts. I feel the same way that legally nothing is going to happen to Biden. It's not because I'm a, a skeptic. It's because I'm a realist. The Department of Justice is run by Merrick Garland, who is a p- politician. He's not, in fact, the attorney general. He's the attorney general in name only. He's the agino. But I just want to be clear to everyone out there. What the left wants you to do, I want to be absolutely crystal clear here is to not talk about the corruption of the Biden Inc. scandal because they want you disgruntled. So although I agree with you, I, this you this division on the right where people are like, oh, we should just stop talking about because nothing to, no, 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 no. I'm not suggesting you're saying that in the chat, but we're not doing that. That's exactly what the left wants you to do. You understand that, right? They want you so disgruntled that, oh, that's just going to happen. Everybody shut up about it. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Well, I agree with you. Nothing legally is going to happen. But we're going to make it politically hurt. I'm not running away from anything. Sorry, I don't usually start that way, but I read the chat before the show. I always enjoy what you all have to say. Uh, Big show for you today. I got an announcement in the beginning. Appreciate uh, just two seconds of your time. And then the Bongino rule strikes again. The walls are closing in on Trump. Did you guys hear? Justin, did you hear? The walls are walls are closing. Oh. They never get you. No, no. They're really closing in. Joe. Really this time? This time? They're really closing it. Yes, right. this time they're really closing it. Hey, start the show today. Appreciate your patience being a great sponsor. Relief Band, this is my actual Relief Band. Use it when I was going through chemo. Chemo sucked two thumbs down because it makes you nauseous. You want to throw up. Not with this thing on. You put it on, you turn it on, you turn it up. It's that simple. It's called a Relief Band for a reason. It's the number one FDA clear and anti-nausea wristband. That's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and more. Whether you need everyday relief or just an occasional cure from nausea, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. It's like the name says, relief bands, a band you wear in your wrist to give you relief from nausea, and it works. I can vouch for it. Now you can use your HSA and FSA, FSA dollars to get a relief band, so put that money to good use, fix your nausea problems for good. You want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea? Check out Relief Band. We got an exclusive offer just for Dan Bongino Show listeners. If you go to reliefband.com slash Bongino, and use promo code Bongino, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. Head on over, ReliefBand, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D, ReliefBand.com slash Bongino. Use our promo code Bongino for 20% off plus free shipping. Thanks, ReliefBand, for everything. It's a great company. All right, Joseph, let's go. We ain't shutting up for shit. No, no, we're not. Whoa. Joe, starting out a little frosty. We ain't that may be the up. first cuss word we've ever heard from Joe on this show we, ever. We ain't Joe, shutting hey, up. Hey, chat people. Joe, <laughs> Joe, getting, Joe getting a little frosty. frosty. You may, you know, what did Kai, and Kai say? You, you may want to drop a W in the chat for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not shutting up. And, and to handle a lot, my, my man in the chat, I'm not, I'm not trying to like single you. Don't get me wrong. I know what you're saying. I'm 100% on, I get what you're saying. Nothing legally is going to happen. But what the left is trying to do by foster division within the Republican ranks, I played for you the two audio cuts the other day of lefties saying, hey, we basically go in these groups and we fake it and we foster division. They want you to shut up because they don't want a political penalty for Biden. They know there'll be no legal penalty. Just trust me. We got to see this through, please. I've never let you down on this. Hey, one quick thing I want to throw out there before we start the show, point of personal privilege, if you don't mind. I've been getting a lot of questions about my next book. Uh, it's probably going to be out around September or so. We moved up the date. I am done with it. We just had a caption in the pictures. The book is done, completed. A lot of people have been asking me about autographed books. I have a little bit of an issue with signing. I know it sounds weird, but I, I don't want to bother you. I can't sign that long. It's a long story. So I'm not going to have that many autographed books. So I like to sign the pages. I don't like, uh, you know, the sticker thingies. So I signed the actual pages of the book. If you'd like to get one, we made a limited number available for pre-order at premiercollectibles.com slash Bongino. The website will be in the newsletter today. Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R-E, spelled Dan. Premiercollectibles.com slash Bongino. If you want to check that out, there's a limited number available for pre-order. 
Check it out today. Uh, Gift of Failure, my next book coming out soon. We don't have a lot. So uh, grab one if you want today. We really appreciate it. So thanks a lot. Point of personal privilege. Won't beat you up on that book too much. I know uh, uh, that gets a bit annoying, but it's a good book. I put a lot of work into it. I think you're going to like Joe makes a special appearance in the book too. If you want to find out how me and Joe started. Yeah, Joe's a... (laughs) Joe's got a special, Joe's one of Gee's favorite parts of the book. So Joe's been with me a long time. All right, let's get back to the show. The Bongino rule strikes again. So fellas, the walls are closing in. Gee's like, I've never heard that. Everybody should be terrified because they're saying the walls are closing in again on Trump. They've got another one. Breaking news. So nobody even cares anymore that Biden, who had no power to declassify documents at all as vice president or senator, got caught with a boatload a boatload of classified documents he shouldn't have. That story's gone. They Remember they excused everything? Well, maybe he didn't know. We don't know who brought him there. That's all gone because we don't have a serious justice system. Now they're telling us, CNN, you see Jake Tapper here in a minute. I'm asking you please to apply the Bongino rule here. Give this story 24 to 72 hours to flesh out. If it's true, it's true. But we've heard a ton of things about Trump in the past. Turned out to be nonsense. Supposedly they have tapes now audio tapes of Trump saying he had a classified document or something like that. I'll let you let CNN explain it. And then I'll explain what I think is really going on on the other side of this. Check this out. Where was this meeting? What was it about? This meeting was back in the summer of 2021 at Trump's Bedminster Golf Club. And among the people in attendance were several Trump aides and two people working on an autobiography of Mark Meadows. Now, Mark Meadows was not in attendance at this meeting, but during this time, Trump was in the habit of having his aides record any conversations with journalists, writers, or people working on books. Now, sources tell us that on this tape, uh, Trump uh, it says that he has a classified Pentagon document describing a possible attack on Iran. We're also told that you can hear a paper rustling. It appears that he might be waving something around. Though it's unclear if he's waving this document that he's referring to or if he's waving something else. Now, perhaps more importantly for investigators on this recording, you can hear Trump suggest that he would like to share this information with the people he's speaking with. But he acknowledges that there are limits to his power to declassify post-presidency. And as one source told me, that is a real problem. That's a real problem because it undercuts his entire argument. Thank you, uh, Gino Chatters, for the reminder that is, in fact, TNN. I keep forgetting. It is an unforgivable. We can't correct the president, which we literally <laughs> did. And thank you, TNN. Thank you very much. Uh, so Princess uh, Cassie said in the chat, let's see. Let's hear the tapes. Yeah, let's hear them. Listen, if there are tapes, there are tapes. Unlike the liberal media, folks, I'm not here to tell you, oh, I'm absolutely sure there aren't tapes that don't exist. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm here to tell you a couple factual things. The media has lied to us just about every major story we've ever heard about Trump. So forgive me for taking that story. And here's the toilet bowl, flushing it down the because I don't care. I just don't trust them. If it turns out to be true in a few days and some tapes emerge, I'll listen to them. Having said that, these things deserve context. The president of the United States has declassification authority to declassify documents. Did he declassify these documents? I don't know. However, Joe Biden has none. Is this a case about what is it? What about ism? You're damn right it is. You're damn right. Why isn't what about ism bad? What about ism is great. Because if we're going to have a Justice Department and a special counsel that's going to prosecute Trump, who has the power to declassify documents for having classified documents, then you damn well better see Biden in handcuffs too, will you? Absolutely not. Why? Because we don't have a serious Justice Department. We have a bunch of communists in charge. Now, what do I think is really going on? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm big about coincidences or the lack thereof. Now, I'll ask you in the chat, do you believe that there are any coincidences in Washington, D.C.? The answer, you can type a big N if you believe no. The answer is, of course you don't. You absolutely don't believe in dinks because there are none. Do you find it odd that all of these, we haven't heard a single leak about the Biden crime family investigation. Matter of fact, not only have we not heard, a, yeah, nope is right. See, every time no. Of course, we haven't heard a single leak from the Biden administration, a single leak for, about the Biden crime family. Yet, isn't it strange that every time we close in on the Biden crime family, Apparently, there's a document out there. Margot Cleveland wrote a piece about about a five million dollar alleged bribe to Joe Biden. 
And look at this. Oh, look at this, folks. Ding, ding, ding. What drops? There's a Trump tape. Where did that leak from? The same Justice Department. It's almost as if it's all bullshit. The whole thing. Weird. It's almost as if the entire Trump investigation is fake and is just meant to strategically distract you every time a node develops in the Biden investigation. You think this is a coincidence? Come on, man. I got a bridge in Palm City to sell you. Super cheap. Evidence is starting to surface now. There may have been a $5 million bribe to Biden. And all of a sudden, it leaks from the same Justice Department. Oh, there's a tape. Tape on Trump talking about documents. Contrast all of the leaks here in the Trump team with the cover-up in the Biden administration. Timing, not coincidental. Deep state strikes again, you're damn freaking right it does. Do not trust a word coming out of these people's mouths. Not a word out of TNN, not a word out of the Justice Department, and certainly not a word out of this hapless, broken, corrupt FBI. Not a freaking word. Do not talk to them. They are not trustworthy. There has to be a house cleaning over there. Nothing these people are telling you is true because nothing they've told you is true. That's a fact. Here, listen to this report from Fox yesterday, Sandra Smith, talking about uh, the FBI, what they told Jim Comer. So just around the same time they're investigating this massive allegation that Biden may have taken a $5 million bribe for a policy decision. An enormous scandal. I don't care how skeptical you are. An enormous scandal by any measure. They have this document where a source allegedly told them this, that Biden took a bribe. And our disgusting FBI director, a corruptocrat, Christopher Wray, a weak, pathetic snake, told congressional overseers, Comer, uh, Jim Comer on the House side, and Grassley on the Senate side, you can't see it. You got to come to the FBI building first. Oh, really? So they can control it. Here, listen. The FBI has previously indicated it would not physically turn over that document, which could expose sources and methods. Uh, bottom line from all of this, Ray says that Comer and Grassley can see it, but in a secured setting. Comer says he wants it without that stipulation, and Ray's olive branch does not honor the subpoena. Uh, so we do know that this call did take place. We're waiting mm-hmm. on a readout from it, and that's what we know so far. Yeah, we had talked to Kummer about this a number of weeks ago, and he said that seeing it in a secure location wouldn't be enough, that he wanted to have the actual document in hand. Of course they want the document in hand, because you know what the FBI is going to pull? Why do you think this matters? Anybody know? You all know. You know what's up. They want to control it. Oh, no notes, no pens in here. What do you expect? Comer to memorize the whole document? They don't want Comer and Grassley to be able to start investigating who this source is. That's what's going on. This is the secret in the headline to the show, to the title I'm talking about. They don't want you to know who the source is. Why? God, this is why this show is valuable. I used to do this stuff. I can't do a lot great, folks, but I was a pretty darn good criminal investigator. If you're using a human source, Joe, you may remember this because it's a while ago, but you may, may jog your memory. Okay. If you're going to use a human source in a federal investigation, any investigation, you have to meet a two-pronged test. In other words, Joe Armacost can't just walk into the FBI and go, hey, man, I want this guy prosecuted because I think he's going to rob a bank. Why? Well, because I think so. Never going to stand in court ever. Joe's information has to meet one of two prongs. Number one, has Joe been reliable in the past? If Joe's come into the FBI 10 times in the past and given him 10 tips that all materialized and turned out to be true, Joe's evident Joe's going to be able to be used in court. No problem at all. Cool. Or if Joe has not been used in the past, it's his first time giving a tip. The FBI has to do what? No surprise here, folks. They have to go out and investigate and verify the information themselves. You got the two prongs? Mm -hmm. Either he's done it before and has been accurate, or FBI hasn't done it before and they got to go out and check. Why don't they want to know who this is now? You guys figuring it out? I'm laying it out in a bunt. The reason they don't want him viewing this document is they don't want him to be able to put two and two together, find out who the source is, because the, the source gave reliable information in the past, and they're not prosecuting this. It means they are unquestionably, even according to their own procedures, covering this thing up. Let it settle. Let it settle. This is a massive cover-up. The FBI is so corrupt right now. 
so corrupt, it is the equivalent of basically a third world law enforcement organization. Nobody explains it better than Margot Cleveland. I was trying to find an article that sums up these things here. This is an amazing piece. It's in the newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read this article. It's not very long. Margot Cleveland, the Federalist, she's great. Breadcrumbs from a buried FBI source may lead to a bigger Biden scandal. She hits on the exact points I made. The secret they're trying to hide is who the source that told the FBI Biden took a $5 million bribe is. Because if it's a reliable source, they have nowhere to run. Nowhere. They are administratively obligated to follow up. And it appears they didn't only not follow up, but they covered it up. Here, screenshot one from the Cleveland piece. Amazing piece. They note that Christopher Ray failed to comply with the subpoena to produce the document about this source. It's called a 1023 form. That it's five or six pages long. And it indicated that the confidential human source we're talking about was, quote, listen, 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 was an, was an apparent trusted FBI source. Oh, shit. It really? He or she was? Wow. Margot notes, because she's smart, great lawyer, she notes this is huge because Grassley wouldn't make that claim, Senator Grassley unless the whistleblower had already made similar whistleblower from the FBI saying, Hey, we got a source. You get it. That means the source is not some random guy walking in off the street, but rather an existing trusted confidential human source, which is why the FBI used the 1023 form. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Oh man. What's up? What's up with that? Now you see why everybody's tried Christopher Ray's like, I don't know nothing about it. Christopher Ray's going full Sergeant Schultz. You would have never heard about this document if an FBI whistleblower didn't come forward and say, hey, we got a document about a source here. Yeah, he's pretty reliable saying Biden took a bribe. Remember what I told you, two-pronged test. It's a source reliable in the past or have you verified the information? Either way, the FBI screwed. If it is a reliable source, like they say in this uh, Charles Grassley claim, Senator Grassley, they're in a world of trouble. If it wasn't a reliable source and someone they hadn't had before, why didn't you guys go out and investigate it? You understand they have nowhere to go? We got a lot of video and audio today, folks. Joe cut a lot of stuff. And these guys did a lot of work today. Justin, too. Hat tip, everybody. But stay tuned. Here, part number two from this Federalist piece. Here, she talks about how the description, when you get information from a source, folks, if you're going to bring it into court, you're all going to get a lesson. You're all going to Fletzy today. What's Fletzy? It's a federal law enforcement training center. It's where just about everyone but the FBI or DEA goes to train as a federal agent. Secret Service, D, uh, excuse me, DEA, uh, Secret Service, IRS, ATF, they all go to Fletzy. You're getting a Fletzy course today. One of the things about information from a source is if it's a reliable source, they still have to provide precise information. In other words, Joe, Joe's, Joe's been an FBI source for years, always reliable. Yeah. It's still, he can't come in and say, hey, arrest some guy. On my corner, he was hanging around. I think he's going to rob a bank next week. No, that's not information. The information has to be precise. I know John Smith's going to rob this bank on this date because X, Y, and Z. Precision matters. Oh, look at this. Looky here. Margot Cleveland notes, likewise, the whistleblower claims that the 1023 form, quote, includes a precise, oh, oh precise, includes a, inc you, you just said includes that. I just, how, how what's you know? so freaking, I don't know. I don't know. It's like Karnak. Includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed, as well as its purpose. Ooh, that's it's so strange. So you got a reliable source giving precise information. Look at that. Goosebumps. So weird. So weird how the FBI is so desperate to make this go away. So, so strange. So strange. Here's where the story gets even better. And by better, I mean worse. It's not just that the FBI didn't do anything about the information. It's that the FBI, through Brian Auten, a guy alleged to be involved in the collusion fiasco as well from the FBI, according to a whistleblower, Auten, this is an FBI employee, he did an assessment that led to the improper discrediting of this information. Oh, really? And based on several hints dropped by Grassley, FBI headquarters conducted little to no investigation on the source and other derogatory info, but labeled it, you got it, folks. The Russian disinformation again. There you go. There you go. 
The FBI is the single most corrupt organization right now in the United States. The FBI serves two purposes right now in the United States, to interfere in elections and act as a political action committee to Joe Biden. Everyone at the upper level of the FBI needs to go. Everyone. Everyone at the upper level. If you stood by and watched any of this and did nothing, you're guilty. If you knew about it and did nothing, you're guilty. If you knew about it and wanted to do something and didn't, you're guilty and need to go. The organization is absolutely broken. Did you notice, by the way, that there's no desire for journalism here at all? uh, 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 TNN there. uh, TNN is really concerned about a tape they think they have of uh, Biden. But no one seems concerned at all about an FBI form indicating that a known human source who was reliable in the past had precise information who was submarined, basically, as Russian disinformation because of a cover job. No one in the media seems even remotely interested in finding out who that source is. So strange. So strange. It's almost like they're telling you to kiss their asses. I got more on this. I'm not done. I want you to listen to the faux outrage from the White House, too. Appreciate your patience. We got some good sponsors. Mm. Hold on. Bongino Report is not a sponsor of today's show. But Field of Greens is. I love Field of Greens. One of my favorite products. I had a role in this early on. I called up Miles from Brickhouse Nutrition. I said, Miles, fruits and vegetables, I, it's, it's, it's just an invaluable part of my lifestyle. I'm 48. I feel great. I've been through a lot. It's because I eat a ton of fruits and vegetables all the time. But when I'm on the road, I don't get to eat my fruits and vegetables, which really makes me miserable because my diet is everything. You know, 90% of the battle with your, with your health and fitness is with the knife and fork, folks. He designed Field of Greens. This is a, they're backed by a better health promise, by the way. Field of Greens is a science-backed formula of specific, wholesome, fresh fruits and vegetables ground up into this delicious tasting, smells great, tastes great powder. Folks, we all know proper nutrition can reboot your metabolism so you can burn calories faster and lose weight in a healthier way. If you're not eating as healthy as you should, think of this as your fruit and vegetable insurance. I take Field of Greens twice a day. Mix it in everything. Green tea, some orange juice, water. I put it in a protein. I, you know, I put it in chocolate milk this morning. I had chocolate milk after my workout. I need a little sugar. It doesn't matter. It tastes amazing. The best proof will be at your next checkup when I bet your doctor says whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. I swear by this stuff, Field of Greens. Listen, I'm 48, been through a lot. I don't, I'm not, I got a face for radio, but I don't look too bad. If I could take my clothes off and show you, I would, but Paula would get upset. Oh. Let me get you started with Fia. She'd be not happy. It's not a Geraldo moment. Let me get you started with 15% <laughs> off. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan and use promo code Dan. That's promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up Field of Greens today again. Swear by it. Great stuff. Thanks, Field of Greens. All right. You notice here, the takeaway, other than that the FBI has now been fully corrupted. It is a full-time... Uh, election interference operation and PAC for the left, political action committee for the left. We now know that. That's no longer a mystery, right? Do you notice there's no desire here for journalism whatsoever? You now have an FBI document. A whistleblower is stating that reliable sources have given precision information about the biggest scandal in American history, a multi-million dollar bribe to Joe Biden, who's now in the White House, and the media doesn't care. Wait, wait, Joe Hirsch, they do care. Oh, no, <laughs> that's great. Crickets, that's right. You have there's media outrage everywhere. No desire for journalism whatsoever, just a desire to cover it up because we're living with Pravda. We're living with the Soviet Pravda. These are disgusting communist garbage in the media, never, ever to be trusted again, ever. I want you to listen to the White House, too. A guy who some people used to respect had a... Decorated career, military service, Kirby, a guy who's now disgraced himself like Bob Mueller. Appreciate the man's service to the country and the military. That doesn't absolve him of being a total tyrant now. John Kirby, just again, disgracing himself and everybody around him. A guy who once proud guy. Here he is in the White House asked about the Biden corruption. And instead of just acknowledging that this is a serious matter, here's John Kirby just laughing the whole thing off. Like, how dare you even ask us this question? Check this out. 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Wow. <laughs> Can I take that question? President, the president, the president spoke into this. Uh, the president has spoken to this, uh, and there's nothing to these claims. Wow. 
Yeah, wow is right, Kirby. Just not for the reasons you're insinuating in the wow. We have a president in the White House with a more than credible allegation from a more than credible source with precision information that Biden took a $5 million bribe. And no, I will never, ever let this go. And yes, you are right. Nothing is going to legally happen. Point stipulated. I get it. I'm No one can't stand Garland more than me. But this guy, we are going to make this guy at least politically pay, and we are going to make sure that there's an asterisk next to this guy's name forever. You want to make Nixon the pinnacle of corruption? Not anymore. The media love that because Nixon was a Republican, and there's politics first. No, Biden is going to be the face of corruption from now on because he is. The secret is who is that source? They're never going to let it out. They are going to do everything they can to hide it because they can't run anymore. All right. We got a lot more to talk about. We got that. Read that Margot Cleveland article. It is definitely worth your time. It's in the newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter and the link to the book. If you want to pick up a copy, you know, no pressure, of course, is there as well in the newsletter. It's the top link there. Uh, folks, the debt deal that happened yesterday. I'm going to spend a ton of time on this, but there's a couple of takeaways here. The debt deal is a bad deal. The debt ceiling deal passed by the House that's going to head to the Senate, I'm sorry, is a bad deal. There's still time to stop this thing. It's a bad deal. One of the myths I want to just get rid of right away, I'm going to cover this quickly, is for your, for your friends on the Republican side who are starting to insist, you know, a lot of moderates are like, this is the best deal we were going to get. No, the best deal we were going to get was the deal we already passed, Limit Save Grow. We already passed a better deal. We scrapped that for this deal. I'm not suggesting to you that we should burn the whole house down because this is a really, there's no other option, right? We're, we're really in a bad spot, but this is a shit deal. I'm sorry. It is not a debt ceiling. I want you to understand that everyone talking about a $4 trillion increase in the debt ceiling, that is inaccurate. The debt ceiling was basically waived. Here, listen to EJ Antoni from Heritage. He was on Newsmax. Explain how this is not a debt ceiling hike by $4 trillion. They waived the debt ceiling. That's not the same thing. Take a listen. I think for many members of the Freedom Caucus, a, a deal is one four-letter word that they could use to describe this debt ceiling agreement, but I'm sure they would come up with a different four-letter word. I mean, of course the president is very happy about this deal because he essentially got virtually everything he wanted. Why wouldn't he be happy? And and frankly, I'm tired of hearing people talk about this as a $4 trillion increase in the debt ceiling. It is not. It is a removal of the debt ceiling. And we are very likely going to add more than $4 trillion of debt once you factor in that we are very quickly heading into a recession and government debt is going to explode from here on out. Wolf Moon said it right in the chat. There's a blank check. This is not your credit card company saying we're going to bump your limit by $4,000. It's your credit card company coming back and saying spend whatever you want until 2025. Make no mistake. One last point on this. Folks, again, whatever you think about Donald Trump, everyone in the primary, uh, whoever you support, you're welcome on this show. I do not believe in Republican on Republican violence. I believe in the end we're all going to have to coalesce around a candidate, and we should be careful here. Keep your eye on the prize. But having said that, what Donald Trump said, I'm not going to play it again. I played it yesterday in the TNN debate with Caitlin Collins, was absolutely accurate. We are going to default on our debt. Whether it's a technical default or a de facto, in fact, default, it's going to happen. So we can either get it over with now or we can get it over with later. Because nobody has any plan to stop a debt from exploding out of control. Nobody. And you watch in 2025 when the next debt ceiling debate comes up. We will have added far more than $4 trillion. Now, on an optimistic note, why am I always long in the United States if the show sounds very pessimistic? I'm going to get to that in this next segment. I got some video from you, for you out of Oakland. Oakland, folks, one of the most liberal cities in America. And why is this coming after the debt ceiling? Because, folks, this stuff will change when it gets bad enough. When we go through a default, which is going to happen, and massive inflation occurs, there's going to be about a five to ten year recovery period where the United States, through the process of creative destruction, rebuilds the value of its dollar and its economy. We're going to be, we'll be fine in the long run. We have the capital and the military to do it. But there's going to be a massive readjustment. You can either do it now or do it later. 
But it's you're going to get kicked in the balls. I'm just economically. I'm sorry to tell you this. Everyone. Everyone's going to take a haircut. Me, you, poor folks, middle class, rich folks, doesn't matter. Trump was absolutely correct. So this Oakland story about street crime, I'm going to play some video for you, plays into a theory that I need you guys to digest. I lived through this in New York. I remember it in the early 80s nationwide. I'm old enough to remember this too. When it gets bad enough, people will vote differently. No, they won't. Yes, they will. They will. The evidence is on my side, not yours if you think otherwise. I know you're thinking, well, how bad does it have to get? The answer is, unfortunately, really bad. And we're not there yet. But we're getting there. We're getting there with the debt, and we're getting there with the street crime, too. I'll show you what I mean coming up in a second. Let me get to my uh, next sponsor. I always appreciate your patience. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Blackout Coffee. Listen, enough of this crap with these junk garbage coffee brands that pretend to love the country and don't. Blackout Coffee. Wait. I think I had a few cups this morning. I got a little, you see, it's got a little hole in the back of the bag. This is some of the best coffee you're ever going to try. Listen, I love the fact, obviously, that they, they have 2A. That's not subsection 2A. That's Second Amendment guns and gadgets on the front of their coffee. It's not just that. Candidly, folks, Paula's Colombian. She loves coffee. I only started drinking coffee when I was 18. I'm obsessed with it now. My morning routine with a warm cup of coffee. Paula likes it hot. I like it like a little more than warm. I can't start my day without it. And it's got to taste good. This is some of the best coffee I've ever had. I wouldn't have taken them on as a sponsor. Otherwise, Blackout Coffee. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process to their conservative values to their customer support or shipping, they are the coffee for you. They've got an amazing work ethic. All they care about is you. They are dedicated to this country. They love this country. They accept no compromise on the country's values, on taste, or the quality of their product. Do me a favor. Check out blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Coupon code Bongino. You'll get 20% off your first order. Just I'm just asking you to give it a shot. Try it. Compare it to the coffee you have now. The guy who runs this company is a patriot. He loves this place. He loves this country. He loves coffee. He's obsessed with coffee. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Coupon code Bongino for 20% off. Try it today. You're going to love it. All right. Thanks, Blackout Coffee. Here's what I mean. On the debt ceiling. On the street crime. They're all tied together. Is it bad enough yet? I lived through it in New York. There were 2,000 homicides in New York City before Rudy Giuliani got elected into office. Giuliani ran when there were 2,000 homicides. Oh, he won and cleaned it up. No, he didn't. He lost the first time. I can't tell you this story enough. And everybody in New York said the same thing you're saying now. Oh, country's finished. It's finished. Biden ruined it. We're never going to fix this place. No, no, we will. And Giuliani ran again. After 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, under four years of Dinkins, more people got killed. Probably about 10,000 people were killed in New York City in the four years under David Dinkins. And he won. And he ran for re-election. And he won again. Why am I long in the United States? Because once things get bad enough, we've always fixed it. Here's what I mean. Here's my, is it bad enough theory in action? Apparently in Oakland, California, it's getting bad enough. Here's a woman uh, at a, at a uh, local kind of town hall meeting they had there with the local politicians. And she gets up. The audio, Joe did the best with it. It's, just, it's not Joe's fault. It's just the lady speaking on a microphone, which isn't being recorded. It's being recorded off a cell. But you're going to listen. I want you to listen. I got two cuts from this. Here's the lady in first with my, is it bad enough theory in action? Where she's like, listen, man, I lived here. I've had enough of this crap. Here, check this out. I just want to turn to the audience and ask them, who here has been assaulted, held up, or beat up? Just right here. That's pretty sad. Okay. I have been held up in front of my house. Someone in the chat said, stop licking your damn lips. Are you really offended by that? You seem very offended by that. You seem really annoyed. Sorry, you talk a lot. When the lips get dressed. Is it really bothering you that much? My gosh. If people, that's why I love the chat. 
How many people, you got to watch, if you're watching, which you are on Rumble, but some of these people are, some of the folks listening are listening on Apple or Spotify or SoundCloud or elsewhere on audio only. I want you to understand what you just saw, what they saw in the chat here. She asks behind her, I don't know, how many people were there, Joe? 75, 100? Oh, at least, guessing. Yeah. yeah, she asks behind her, how many people has been assaulted? Almost everyone in the room <laughs> raises their hand. Think about that. Imagine going to your, I live in a, a, a small town in Florida. There's probably 2,000 residents in this place I live in, maybe less. I can't even imagine going to the town hall. Who here has been violently assaulted outside the house of burglar? And everybody raises their hand. They're, right. Never. Dave, no, Justin's right because he lives not too far from me. My old place, Justin lives near where I used to live now, right? Where I used to live before. If there was an assault in that name, it would be like a national scandal. I mean, an assault. If everyone in the neighborhood was like I was assaulted, it would be the, it would never happen. We have a great sheriff here that nobody plays games down here in Florida. Nobody. Everybody raises their hand. When are things going to change? When things get bad enough. Here's the best part. Here's part two. This is at the end of this. It's like three minutes long, but she, you know, she goes on a little bit here at the end. This is Oakland. Keep in mind, a very, very liberal area. She's like, I'm a school teacher and I'm Irish and I'm tough. And I don't want to hear squat about profiling. You're going to pull these people over. You can't even see who they are with the tinted windows. This is important. Why? Because the lefty talking points in these areas are, oh my gosh, poverty causes crime. Poverty does not cause crime. There is zero evidence of that at all. The poorest countries in the world don't have crime rates of some of the of some of the richest cities in the United States. That's nonsense. Poverty doesn't cause crime. That's made up. She's, you're profiling. Notice how she goes right for the liberal talking point, and people applaud her. They don't want to hear it anymore. Take a listen. Right Over, no license plate, and tinted windows. You're not supposed to. That's why all this stuff is happening. We didn't start by citing people for these low-level crimes. And don't tell me it's profiling, because you can't even see who's inside the car That's the most important part of that clip. She takes the lefty talking point about profiling and jams it in their face and the entire crowd applauds. Folks, I am a passionate observer of human sociology and psychology. I promise you, the United States is about to enter an era of unforeseen prosperity. I mean, literally, you can't, you're not even going to understand how wealthy we're going to be soon. But we're going to hit a real trough first. Are we at the bottom? Sadly, I don't think so. Are we close? We're getting there. We're getting there. And when I see things like this, this video that appeared on TikTok, to be clear, I can't verify this video, but looking at the markings on the police uniform, it looks legit to me. It doesn't look like the police officer's playing along. But this appeared on TikTok. Forgive me on audio. You're probably not going to see a lot of this, so go to the Rumble and watch it. It's about the 39-minute mark. Here are a bunch of hooligans in the subway just basically taking it to a cop. I mean, they don't attack them, but they're just, I mean, I can't even imagine when I was a cop, any of this happening. This is how I know. Surely the turnaround, if not here now, is coming soon. This We can't continue like this. Check this out. He said the chat is very, uh, very into the the lips licking. <laughs> this is why I love you guys. This is why I love you guys, man. This show, man, it goes in all kinds of directions. Who would have known we would have started with that? But folks, this is how I got. I, I, I I'm an, an astute observer again of human sociology. We have got to be approaching the bottom soon. We've got to be approaching the bottom. There's simply no way. All right, I got a couple. I got an election 2024 update. Something just happened in the race, which is not what a lot of people think it is. And if you can't see through this, my buddy Vince Colonnese from WMAL, a fantastic radio host in his own right, he nailed it. I was going to talk about this yesterday, but so much stuff happened. I had to go in a different direction. 
Uh, questions for tomorrow's show. If you want to submit questions, go to my Locals account. Download the Locals app. I'm at D. Bongino. It says questions for tomorrow's show. And on True Social, you can post away for tomorrow's show. So that post is already up. I put it up this morning. All right, election 2024 update, an important one coming up in a second. Let me get to my last sponsor here first. And then a quick update on China because I am extremely concerned about what's going on with China and you should be too. Folks, every day the parallel economy grows bigger and bigger, powered by everyday Americans like you who are sick and tired of woke companies. You're not going to finance it anymore. It's just not going to happen. Well, big mobile companies are no different. For years, they've been dumping millions into leftist causes and we had to take it. You know why? There was no option in the cell phone business. But now there is, and you should take it. Patriot Mobile, he's favorite, is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting a company that believes in free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone, keep your number two. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Dan. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Get rid of big mobile. Patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. Oh, what's that? Yeah, I know you. Who's the guy, the customer service guy there? Milton, that's his guy, Milton. They have great customer service. He loves Milton. This is Milton. You've given him a couple of shout outs. Election 2024 update. Not everything is what you think it is. So we've got a couple entrants into the race. Oh, really? Uh, the latest is a guy i sorry, I really don't respect at all. He kind of licks his finger. He pretends to be a tough guy. You know, the, uh, I don't even want to say it because I'm going to get myself in trouble. There's a reason this guy thinks he's a tough guy. And uh, I don't buy it. It's Chris Christie. He's expected to jump into the race. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, candidly, I have a better chance of becoming the next premier of China than Chris Christie has of becoming the president of the United States. Nobody's going to vote for Chris Christie. He missed an opportunity, you know, what, two, three election cycles ago when he could have jumped in and been a credible candidate. He had sky high popularity in New Jersey. He blew it, the beach thing. He's just a mess, was a total disaster with the Trump administration. And I, I just don't think he's a good guy. I'm sorry, I just don't. I don't usually hit people personally, but he doesn't strike me as a particularly reputable cat, okay? Or a loyal guy at that. So Chris Christie's jumping in the race. I am, Joe, this is the biggest flag. In it. Oh, yeah, stand Please by. flag it, 1143. This is the most important flag that we've had in a while because this is going to come to fruition very soon, okay? Flag 1143, it. thank you, June 1st. This one, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Christie's in this race for one reason. He is in this race simply to hit Donald Trump. He is not in this to win. He will not win anything. He will barely get a delegate anywhere. Chris Christie is entering into this race funded, I believe, by a couple wealthy donors to do one thing, and that is to try to take out Donald Trump. Chris, Think of it this way. Chris Christie is effectively going to be what Tulsi Gabbard was to Kamala Harris. Tulsi Gabbard, remember on the Democrat side, she came in and just eviscerated Kamala Harris. Remember that? On the, I wish I would have had it. Sorry. Jim, can you get that for the radio show? Just eviscerated Kamala Harris. Chris Christie is going to sit on the debate stage. You're going to see this in a few months and remember this show. And it's not going to be a single thing about what he wants to do. It's going to be, uh, I was a personnel guy at Trump and Trump sucks and Trump sucks and Trump sucks and this Trump sucks and that Trump sucks. That's all he's here for. I wish I would have said this yesterday because now it looks like I'm tagging along with my friend Vince Colonnese. And I promise you, we just think alike. However, Vince is a very smart guy. WMAL show guest host for my radio show sometimes. He said the exact thing on Fox. He's 100% correct. Take a listen. I don't think Mike Pence is a game changer here in this conversation as much as he wants to be. All these presidential candidates want to be. I think Chris Christie's role is going to be interesting because I don't think he's jumping into this race to become president of the United States. I think he's jumping in to try and kamikaze Donald Trump because he's expressed pretty forthrightly that he doesn't think that the other candidates are going to be as tough on Trump as he needs to. And you heard Brit Hume even say earlier this hour that that does seem to be the role that he may play on this stage to try and attack Trump, but in the process, he'll take himself down. Smart guy. Smart guy. That's why I love when he guest hosts my show. Brilliant guy. Vince, very sober analyst. Just, uh, you know, now I'm going to drop flame on you, but he knows exactly, he's a guy you should listen to. He knows exactly what he's talking about. Chris Christie is in this race for one reason, to make it to the debate stage. That's why he's got donors behind him. 
Well, what does that have to do with it, Dan? The donors aren't paying for access to Chris Christie because they think he's going to be president. Folks, <laughs> wow, that sounded bad. It's true. Big donors give money for access. Oh my gosh, that doesn't happen. Yes, it does. Access to what? Power. Well, you just said Chris Christie isn't going to be in power. Exactly. Chris Christie needs a certain amount of money and donors to get on the debate stage. People are going to finance his campaign for one reason, not because of access to power, but to destroy Donald Trump. And Christie's going to, you watch, watch on the debate stage. I will be stunned if when they go to him, his first thing is Donald Trump sucks. Watch. They're all counting, by the way, on Trump, the walls closing in and uh, Jack Smith putting Trump in prison for a for a alleged crime Biden committed. That's what they're all counting on. That's why a lot of I don't think Pence has much of a chance either. I heard he's going to announce next week, too. And the bigger the field gets, candidly, the better it is for Trump. I explained that last week. Plurality rules. Trump is Trump's 40 percent isn't going anywhere. So unless you're going to get 41 percent, you know, good luck. All right, I'm going to end on this because it's the most serious topic we covered today. Well, why not put it at the beginning? Because I don't do a lot of foreign policy, but I want to leave you with this so you remember this. Folks, please get prepared today. We cover a lot of preparedness companies on this show. They're advertisers. We pick our advertisers. We only run four spots a show. They're a minute each. You get four minutes of ads for a 55-minute a show. That's a lot of show and very little ad load. Why do I say that? I'm not trying to impress you with our business model. It's not the purpose. We could take more ads. The point is, I... The ads, we can pick and choose. We don't run that many. So companies come to us. We've always had that luxury. The reason I love preparedness companies, Patriot Supply and others that we advertise on the show, is because I use them and I mean it. The best day of your life is when you get prepared for an emergency, like a potential war with China, and it never happens. Because nobody wants war with China. Anyone telling you they want a war with China is an idiot. Now, we may have to get in a war with China. But you don't want a war with China. Will we lose that war? I don't think so. Will it be devastating? Will we lose maybe hundreds of thousands of our young men and women? Yeah. And they'll die pretty horrible deaths. And I don't want that. But folks, if I can just be candid here, shit's getting hot with China. And you better damn well pay attention. One of the guys I go to, who I know quite well, is a very nice guy, is Gordon Chang. Gordon Chang does nothing but study China. There are very few people, the talking heads, whatever you want to call them, who know more about China than Gordon Chang. Love him or hate him, he's pretty accurate on this stuff. So when Gordon Chang tells you that China has a bloodlust and is looking to go to war with someone right now, you damn well better take the cotton out of your ears and listen. Here's Gordon Chang, I believe, on Newsmax. Check this out. China's going to go to war. Um, I don't know how else you can put this. This is a regime that wants to go to war. It knows better. But nonetheless, there is a bloodlust there. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, um, you know, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, in testimony to the Senate said, well, you know, nothing's inevitable. Well, yeah, nothing's inevitable. But how many times... Do you have a, a militant regime on this breakneck buildup and it doesn't go to war? And so what Xi Jinping is saying, worst consequences, look, no one's going to attack China. Nobody threatens China. If there's going to be worst consequences, it means that China's going to attack somebody. And that somebody, although this is inconceivable to the Biden administration, that somebody could be us. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the signs are everywhere. This is Wall Street Journal article. China rebuffs Pentagon chief, blunting push for rapprochement. We wanted to meet with their defense officials. China said no. What? Here's another one. Reuters. North Korea, a client state of China, they had a satellite. They're trying to spy on our stuff. They plunged into the sea in a rushed failure. Rushed failure. More launches expected soon. The signs are everywhere. China is not around. Why aren't we doing anything about it? Oh, play the video with a buzzing. Here, here's a Chinese uh, jet buzzing one of our uh, reconnaissance planes in the South China Sea. Played it the other day. What do you think they're doing that for? Because they want a little bit of excitement? They could have downed that plane in the, plane in the jet wash, risking a, a war. Why do you think they're doing it? Now, why isn't anyone in our government, especially on the left, doing a damn thing about it? 
folks, because they love China. China's the model for them. But I'll leave you with this. This is the great James Lindsay, a guy no one explains Marxism better than him. This is the end of his fantastic speech we played the other day. It's about a minute and a half cut. This is how he ended it. We're talking about wokeism. How the end goal of wokeism is to model our society just like the Chinese government. That's why people on the left aren't calling out China more, because they love the Chinese model and they want more of it here. Take a listen. The model that they are pushing us toward using the means and mechanisms of that place is the model we see in China. If you want to know what your future looks like, if we don't stop the woke, look at China. Look at the social credit system. Look at the oppression. Look at people disappearing for having the wrong opinions. One of their greatest billionaires, Jack Ma, said the wrong thing about the government and disappeared. A billionaire. If you want to know what the future of Europe and America and the Five Eyes or whatever the countries, it's China. That's the model. So we have to fight back against woke, but to fight back against woke, we have to understand it. And I will close by restating my thesis. Woke is Marxism evolved to take on the West. And it's been very successful so far because we haven't known our enemy. We cannot name our enemy. And I've come here to name our enemy. So thank you for your time and attention and letting me do that. Chinese Communist Party, ladies and gentlemen, is building a military to try to defeat us from the outside. And one big psyop inside the United States to defeat us from the inside. None of this is by accident. The reason they're getting more aggressive with us is because they can. And they know we won't do anything about it. We're eating ourselves alive. Stay frosty, folks. Get your food. Get your water. No need to panic. Panic kills. But you know what else kills? The lack of preparedness. Get your water filtration. And the best day of your life is when you throw it all out. Don't be stupid. These people are counting on the stupidity of people out there. Oh, preppers, you guys are all dumb preppers. Really? They'll be knocking on your door because that's not you. And you know what? I'm sorry, but I'm not answering. I told everyone to be prepared. I got to take care of my family. You got to take care of yours. Be smart. We're in a really bad spot right now. Let's hope nothing materializes from this. I'm going to keep my eyes on it. We'll be talking about this story a lot. Folks, thanks so much for, uh, for tuning in again. Some questions for tomorrow. We love them. Locals and uh, True Social. I'm at D. Bongino. Really appreciate it. And please, we had an amazing, amazing couple months. The show has grown by leaps and bounds. Rumble.com slash Bongino every day at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Join the live chat with us. We would love to have you comment away. We read the live chat. Guy and Justin moderate. I moderate during the show. And click that follow button while you're there. We're really trying to get to 3 million subscribers on Rumble. And if you could help us out on Apple and Spotify too, uh, that would be really great. Clicking that subscribe button on those platforms too. It helps us stay on the charts. Thanks so much, folks. I will see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.